Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of It Starts With Attraction. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing ItStartsWithAttraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to ItStartsWithAttraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. This week on It Starts With Attraction. How can you stay calm when everything around you honestly just kind of sucks? Or maybe it really sucks. Or maybe it feels like all hell is breaking loose around you. That is what we're going to talk about on today's podcast episode. There's a process to falling in love, and it starts with attraction. Join Kimberly Beam Holmes and her special guests as they discuss how to become the most attractive you can be, physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually, or as we refer to it, working on your pies. We'll teach you how to have better relationships and become more attractive to others, and maybe more importantly, to yourself. It starts with attraction, and it starts now. One of the things that my dad has taught me from as young as I can remember is a saying that he says anytime a crisis or chaotic situation begins happening around us or in my family. And he's always said, when when a crisis happens, when a situation happens, get mad, don't get panicked. And what he means by that is don't, don't, get so panicked that you can't function. Don't let your nerves get a hold of you. Let that kind of happen later, especially in a bigger crisis situation. Like maybe there's been a car wreck or or something going on that you can't control. You just heard news about, uh, about a loved one getting in a car wreck. Do what you can in the moment. When he, when he says stay, get mad, what he means is get, like funnel your emotions. You're going to have negative emotions you're going to want to worry and have anxiety and all those things. But if you can funnel it into anger, anger is one of the emotions, if not the biggest emotion that actually forces us to act. I did a podcast episode a couple of months ago. We'll link to it in the show notes with Dr. Laurel Mellon. She talks about how to retrain your brain. But one of the things that I learned from her as a psychologist was that anger is the emotion that gets us to act. Fear paralyzes us. Anger motivates us. We want to do something about it. And so I have several times, uh, there was one time several years ago when my dad was in the hospital, he had to have a surgery and I I had to get to the hospital at like 4 a.m. to get there. My parents didn't have their phones on them. When I went up to his room, he wasn't there. They had already taken him down. And so I went through the hospital looking for him. I didn't let that stop me. I didn't just get angry or I didn't get anxious. I didn't just sit back and say, well, there's nothing I can do. I started walking around. I started just finding my way to the operating room, not the actual operating room, but where they take people right before they go into the OR and found him. I just took matters into my own hands and did what had to be done. And that is a principle that I believe we can use in any kind of crisis, all hell's breaking loose situation. Maybe it's that you have recently found out that 
a friend has done something to hurt you, or maybe you have discovered something that your spouse has been hiding from you. Now, when I say get mad, I don't mean like yell at the other people in your life. I mean, do something because that's not going to be helpful. I mean, actually do something that's going to move the situation forward. So going back to what we said at the beginning of this episode is that there are two different situations. There's two different circumstances. There's external situations that you can't control, but there's internal circumstances that you can control. So what do I mean by that? Your internal circumstances are going to really boil down to your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. All right? Thoughts, feelings, and actions. So if I was in a situation, actually this happened back when Rob and I lived in Korea, we he would leave early every morning to go to PT up at Fort Hood. And it was about 50 minutes from our house, five zero. So it was a long way away. One morning he got up, it was raining really hard that day. He was making that long drive and about halfway to Fort Hood, he got hit by a tractor trailer and spun out on the interstate, slammed into, thankfully they were, or thankfully, I guess, I don't know, they were working on the median. And so they had a bunch of those big cinder blocks up, uh, those cinder block type walls up in the middle of it. And he just slammed the car into that. So I didn't know any of this. I woke up the normal time I do, you know, six o'clock and had 38 missed calls. So immediately I'm like, what is going on? Thankfully it was Rob calling me, not a cop. And he was, Rob said, Hey, I got into this wreck. I need you to come get me. Well, in that moment, I'm thinking, are you okay? And he couldn't really give me more information at the time. There was a lot of stuff happening. All I knew was that the car was totaled and I had to go and find him up in this area that he was stuck in, in Temple, Texas. And so in that moment, there was a bunch of external circumstances I couldn't control. There's nothing I can do about it. The only thing I could do was begin, I was nervous, I was worried, I was thinking all these things. The only thing I could do was really bring my nerves down so that I could focus on the situation at hand and what had to be done. And that is probably the hardest part of of this whole talk, how to stay calm when everything sucks or how to stay calm when a crisis hits, when all hell breaks loose. It really starts with staying calm. Maybe it even starts for people who are newer at this with taking a couple of seconds, a couple of minutes to take some deep breaths and telling yourself, asking yourself, what are the external circumstances right now that I can't control? In that situation with Rob, I couldn't control where he was, that he was 25 minutes away, that he had gotten in a wreck, that our car was totaled. I couldn't control that I couldn't call him back because I think he even called me like from the police phone or payroll. There was some, I couldn't call him back. So I didn't have any more information. I was freaking out. Like what in the world is happening? But what could I do? I needed to get myself together because I was going to have to drive in that same storm. I was going to have to go get him in the same storm, feeling all the feelings that I felt. And I couldn't do that well if I was panicked. So I had to realize I can't control those things. But what can I control? I can control what I'm thinking about right now. 
and I can control the actions that I'm having right now. It can be very hard. I'm not saying that this is easy. I am an anxious person. We've talked about this on the podcast. I have had generalized anxiety disorder since I was six years old. And so anxiety is that pathway that my mind first wants to go to. It's that neuro pathway that is deeply ingrained in my mind. And I've had to work very hard over the years to build new pathways, to really force myself to think about the positive things, to take time to meditate, to take time to take deep breaths and center myself. But those are some tools that you can use in the moment. So first thing is realize the internal versus the external, what you can control versus what you can't control. What you can control are your thoughts, feelings to an extent, and most of all, your actions. Really, I would say maybe you'll never be able to control your feelings, but your feelings will come more under control when your thoughts are controlled, when you at least try to control your thoughts more and when you can control your actions. So one of the techniques I love about this, I'm going to give you some tools here that you can work on. First thing to do, take deep breaths. Even in a crisis situation, even if you're having to run to a car or start driving somewhere, or you just, maybe you're staying at home, but you just found out some terrible news, you can take deep breaths. So do what I love, the easiest one to remember is four breaths in, hold for four, four breaths out, hold for four, four breaths in, hold for four, four breaths out, hold for four. It's easy, something you can do no matter where you are. If you're walking, if you're driving, not as easy if you're running, but it's something that you can easily have at your disposal. And what that does is it really helps to get more oxygen flowing in your body, even up to your brain so that you can actually process things better. If you wear an Apple Watch, then using that Breathe app on the Apple Watch, I love doing this with that. What I do is I use the haptics. So how it will kind of vibrate on your wrist as it's as that flower. If any of you have ever seen it, there's a blue kind of flower thing. And as it fills up, it will it will make some haptic resonances on your wrist. And then as it goes down, it will do a different pattern of haptic feedback. And so I use those different ones to breathe in on one of the haptic feedbacks, hold while there's no haptic feedbacks, and then breathe out on the next. And that's what I do. And I, I'll just set it for a minute, two minutes, three minutes. I even do it when I'm driving. Of course, I don't close my eyes when that happens. But that's something that you can do no matter where you are. Another thing that you can do is speak positive things. So if you are a person of faith, one of my favorite things to do is have some scriptures that I go to or that I already have memorized that I repeat to myself, or even take that time for prayer. It's a great opportunity to do that as well. Giving it to God, leaning on God during that time, especially when you're in the heat of the moment and you're needing to find out how to stay calm. Or maybe you just use some positive mantras. Everything's going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I am strong. I will get through this. The people in my life will help me get through this. All of those things can help to calm you down in the moment. And then depending on what the situation is, another thing you may want to use to calm you down, especially if it's if it's you've heard a piece of information and you don't need to go act on it, so you don't have to go to the hospital to see someone or go 
pick up your husband from a wreck that he had. In situations where you don't have to go and do anything in the moment, but you've found out news, or maybe you've just become so overwhelmed in your life, you don't know how to get on, get through, is go exercise. It really helps to release a lot of that tension that's building up in your body. It helps to clear your mind. There's a lot of positive benefits of exercise on the brain and on the body and on the cardiovascular system. And so going for a run or doing a bunch of push-ups, maybe you just get on the floor, do 100 push-ups. I mean, do something to start to release that tension because when anxiety is building up, when stress is building up, you're also having a bit of an adrenaline rush. And so if you can do something because of that cortisol spiking, if you can do something to really get rid of a lot of that tension, then that is going to be extremely helpful in getting your body back to a state where you can stay calm and look forward. Those are some quick things you can do to recap all of it. Focus on at the beginning, what is it that I can't control in this situation? What is it that I can control in this situation? Take hold of the things you can control and decide to move forward on those things. Do what you need to do. But my caveat here is don't let those feelings of, well, I have to do something right now, lead you to do something that is going to end up being even worse. So what I mean by that is a lot of times, an example here, you may find out that your spouse just spent a ton of money that you didn't know that they were going to spend. And in the moment, you may say, well, my reaction, like what I want to do in that moment to calm it down, because what I can control is telling them exactly what I think about them and what they should and shouldn't have done. It's probably not going to be helpful for a moment. A rule of thumb I like to have there is wait several hours until you are calm. Wait until you're calm if you're having to have a difficult conversation with someone because you'll be able to better handle and process it. So what can you do to get calm? Take those deep breaths. Talk those positive things to yourself. Use it as a time for meditation, prayer, scripture, even just putting on a song that is positive to you. Maybe if if you're a Christian or a person of faith, it's a faith-based song that really gets you back in the right mindset. Or maybe it's just a song that you love that's positive and calms you down, not revs you up. And then the third thing that you want to do is if you can do something to release that tension in your body. So go for a run, do a bunch of push-ups, go for a walk, maybe even just go for a hike. Maybe it's not something super strenuous that you feel like doing, but you just need to get out of the environment that you're in so that you can think more clearly and calm yourself down. Those are some quick things, quick wins that you can do. In a future episode, we'll talk about cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a way that you can begin to even do some therapeutic, evidence-based therapeutic things on yourself to help you change your thought processes in order to feel more calm. So that's coming up in the future. Again, this helps you become a more attractive person. It helps you work on your pies. All of these things we've talked about by learning how to control those thoughts you will become a better version of yourself. See you in next week's episode. Until then, stay strong.